In a world that can be challenging and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up, that by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. Such a special show for you tonight. I have with me Her Holiness, Bhavna Shindi. And Bhavna is here. She actually grew up in India, in Mumbai, and now has been living in the United States and is touring around the world right now, spreading the important message and wisdom that she has around spirituality. And it's so essential during these times. So welcome, welcome, Bhavna Shindi. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It's so nice to be on the Spark. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. Well, it's so fun because for those listeners that don't know, I had Bhavna Shindi on the show three years ago and had the honor of having her come to my women's group and present. And it, it was just such a very, very special time. It was such an honor to be with you. The feeling is mutual. Well, so in three years, first, catch me up with what has been happening and the importance of this tour that you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, actually, when I uh, came here about uh, three years ago to Colorado, and then after, after we met, then I continued on my touring of the United States and Canada. And then I guess the pandemic took all of us by surprise, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, uh, I couldn't go um, touring uh, like before. So most of um, our lectures uh, that we um, bring to the world uh, under the banner of uh, the Spiritual Science Research Foundation, uh, they went online. So all our workshops, uh, as well as uh, our um, lectures and uh, question answer sessions, our guided meditation or chanting meditation sessions, all of that went online. And we had a very positive response even to that. As in fact, uh, with the pandemic, uh, we saw that uh, a lot of people became more um, introspective as to how they could uh, change things for the better for themselves and the world. And so we had a pretty good, uh, more positive response. Uh, you may know that uh, our website, ssrf.org, um, we have uh, over a quarter million uh, visitors to our website every month. And uh, so as this was happening, uh, now with the things getting better in terms of the pandemic, 
I started the touring again. And um, uh, from here in Colorado, and I'm speaking to you, uh, I will be going to Vancouver and after that to California. And from there uh, to New Jersey, then to Pennsylvania, then to Illinois, and then to our spiritual center or our ashram in Germany. And after that, I don't know. So this will take uh, up to, I think, March or so. Uh, and then let's see what happens next. But uh, what we will be doing on this uh, tour is um, mostly guided meditation sessions, uh, which uh, today I hope to introduce everyone to. It will be a short session uh, just so that everyone gets an idea about it. And um, also take people's questions because people have many questions, especially considering the persistent problems that people are facing. They always have questions and we get a very nice response to that. And then uh, the only thing is from my side, they'll get a spiritual answer to their question or a spiritual solution to their problem. So that's the, that's the thing that I've been doing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the beautiful piece of it. You know, it's, it's one thing to get an intellectual response mm. that we can in, understand with our intellect, but to have a spiritual response, to me, I mean, that, that touches our essence and our core. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, and, you know, and you really hit upon something, Bhavna, that, that touches my heart because I see it as well since the pandemic there seems to be a lot of fear and people feel very afraid, even now, even when the pandemic is over. Mm -hmm. And so in my experience and through my own meditation, I know that that has been one of my saving graces through this. Talk yes. about the benefits for people. What, what is the importance of us doing a spiritual practice and a meditation practice? Yes. So uh, it's very interesting, uh, Stephanie, that you should mention about the fears or anxiety uh, or worry that uh, people have faced, uh, especially since the pandemic. And then now also with the situation in the world, with the war uh, going on uh, between Russia and Ukraine and things like that. So all politics aside, it is um, uh, quite uh, concerning for everybody um who who reads any any bit of the news it, it is quite concerning and then we also see uh with um things like uh supply chains like uh dwindling and uh, we for the same thing that we used to get for a certain amount of dollars now uh you know you have to yeah. pay much more for that so yes it is very concerning and uh people have a reason to worry and uh here, uh, what helps actually uh, in terms of spiritual practice, it is not just um, something, I would say it's not just something nice to have. Actually, it's uh, quite essential to our being stable and calm because we are spiritual beings, finally. Uh, we are human beings and we are these physical beings, but that is just one part of our being. Uh, there is the other uh, parts or uh, bodies that we have that is uh, besides the physical body, we have the mental body. Uh, surrounding our physical body, there is the vital energy sheath. And then surrounding that, there is the mental body or the mind. Surrounding that is the um, 
the intellect body or our um, the causal body or the intellect and then surrounding that is our supra causal body or the ego uh, body so the ego body uh, when it comes to uh, spirituality is not just uh, what stores our pride or arrogance in terms of ego but it is basically the sense of separation that we have mm. from the divine within us uh, the divine that all these bodies are encapsulating the soul some people call it or the atman so it is not just that um, uh, uh, ego means um, uh, that you are uh, arrogant or uh, prideful but you are also um, having that sense of individuality that uh, i am bhavna or i am stephanie or i am what have you so because of that we don't realize that i am actually divine so it is not just something a concept that you understand uh, in uh, words but it is to be experienced because the mind stores our emotions uh, feelings thoughts and uh, the intellect is our reasoning capacity or our decision making capacity so all the and they are not uh, like the hardware in our body and in our physical body like the brain or the heart they are actually um, like the software or the intangible or sake bodies that we have and unless until these bodies are purified of the impressions of fear worry anxiety we won't be able to uh, experience um, the positivity that is continually ours to experience from within from the soul within us we won't be able to experience that if all these bodies are not purified and because of that uh, spiritual practice is necessary them being spiritual bodies only a spiritual practice can cleanse them that makes so much sense and and i want to make sure that i have the bodies down so i'm going to go over them again so it's the physical body mm -hmm. and then what was the next one the sheath surrounding it is the uh, vital energy body or the vital energy sheath so the vital energy sheath is like um, uh, the battery on a phone mm. so when the battery dies the phone dies so when the vital when the person dies actually what happens is that their vital energy is depleted to the point that the physical body cannot continue and then the vital energy whatever remaining vital energy is there it gets um uh, uh it gets um, released into the atmosphere and then what continues on into the afterlife is the mind the intellect and then the ego and that is encapsulating the soul the individual yeah. soul which is a component of the divine yes yeah, so this is making sense to me so the physical body and then the vital energy shield those are the things we we leave behind yes 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 yeah and then that that seed that that i would call the spark right that essence mm -hmm. of us um our soul and then the intellect and the mental and the well, ego yes. continue. So yes. yeah, so this is this is so fascinating to me um because I think people only have a unidimension when they think of the ego. 
And mm-hmm. they, they think of it exactly as you describe that it's arrogance or pride. And it also is, yes, I mean, I, I resonate with that so much. The part of us that feels separate yes. from the divine. And it's when we are not in touch with that we do have the divine within us, that that is that spark or that essence. Yes. And yes. and so it's never separate from us. And so these practices help us to remember yeah. what's already there. Yeah, actually that sense of separation, you know, even in our day-to-day life, like uh, the sense of separation, let's say, for example, you're worried. Then uh, the sense, because the divine is in me, as well as it is in you, and it is in everything around us and in everyone around us. So when we feel that sense of separation uh, or the ego is active, let's say, and mostly it is active for most people because they are not doing spiritual practice. So when uh, the ego is active, so what happens is that it manifests in terms of whether it is our worry or whether it is our uh, anger or whether it is um, um, expectation or um, insecurity, it is constantly manifesting through these uh, things. Uh, And because of that, uh, if you uh, can, um, you know, uh, if you can like think about it, it just is um, creating a separation. Like when we are depressed or worried, we are not feeling very close to anybody at that time. Or So it's not just the divine, as in like the spiritual uh, divinity, that fact, but also others, because everybody is divine. So we feel that distance. When we feel angry, we don't feel one with anybody. Yeah. 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 So that essential practice of continuing to come back so that we can transmute or transcend those energies. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to say more about that? Yes. So the thing is that, um, see, when it comes to the energy of a person, uh, like um, because of the, uh, just let's take the thoughts in our mind. So there are so many thoughts in our mind. And uh, there is the conscious mind and there is the subconscious mind. So if you think about it, like the um, iceberg, the tip of the iceberg that you can see on the surface of the ocean, it is hardly 10% of it. The major bulk of it, the 90% of it is below the surface. That is what you cannot see or you're not aware of. The same way our mind is. So the thoughts that we are experiencing and we are conscious of, they are all outcomes uh, coming from the subconscious mind. That is 90% of our mind, which we are not aware of. And the subconscious mind has these impressions, whether it is the impression of um, worry or whether it is the impression of um, anger or greed or jealousy. All of these things are existing in the subconscious mind because of repeatedly having exercised them, having um, uh, behaved like that, these have become uh, uh, to varying degrees smaller or bigger in our subconscious mind. And to that extent, we get the thoughts related to that in our conscious mind. 
so when we when uh, because of that the energy we are a storehouse of energy actually uh, divine energy because there is divine the divine soul in us which is a component of the divine itself like we call the spark but the spark is covered by the blanket of all these impurities and because of that we can hardly see the spark even in a person's mm-hmm. eyes and uh, the energy is uh, hardly there most people i come across they are uh, experiencing uh, less energy or low energy or sometimes even fatigue or exhaustion so it is because the energy is low but as you start doing spiritual practice let us just say like the uh, meditation you were saying and then for what we will do today as the guided meditation session so in that we will uh, focus on a particular divine name or chant uh, shri gurudev datta and as you repeat it the energy from the word datta because everything has energy associated with it so the word datta is invoking a particular divine energy and that divine energy gets deposited in our subconscious mind and as we keep doing it with concentration more and more the quantity and the quality as it increases the energy in our mind starts increasing the energy in our body starts increasing it starts purifying and cleansing our bodies i love that i love that so much i i know that every time i get done meditating i just feel so radiant i yes. do i mean it just it's it's such a beautiful practice and i still have the recorded chant that that you shared with us and i don't know if i had told you i would play that out loud when i would walk my dog well that and is I so have nice this large standard poodle and she would get so calm so i mean nice. it, it affected the both of us i thought that was so beautiful because she also instead of being nervous or looking around I mean I, it's it's so beautiful it affects all of us so the importance of these words and they really are so sacred it it reminds me of did you ever see the book um messages in water uh no i have not come across that book please tell me about it yes it what is fascinating to me and i i'm having a hard time remembering the gentleman's name right now but he was a japanese researcher and just as you were saying he would say words and he would take these drops of water with a vibration of a word and put them immediately into a hyperbaric chamber where they were frozen mm-hmm. the words like love faith joy formed beautiful crystals wow and words like or phrases like i hate you or you're ugly nothing would form it it was like these brown just looks like dirty water wow and the power he said you know of that we are made up of so much water we're over 80% water so these words are essential you know he's saying what what we are speaking that's what we are vibrating through our very being yes yes and you are talking about these high high vibrating words that really do help then to cleanse and purify our energy field yes absolutely uh, stephanie in fact um, 
you know, like um, uh, when you said that the different energies, most people sense them. It's not that uh, you have to have an advanced sixth sense. Most people have the sixth sense. In most people, it is dormant. But to some extent, everyone feels the energy. So, for example, if you walk into a mall or uh, go to a, a football game or you just watch it on, um, on your TV or something like that, then you will feel that energy of excitement and it's like the energy of action, passion. So that is one type of energy. Now, that is not the energy where you will be able to still your mind and experience who you are. Or um, let's say if you are in a morgue, in a cemetery, or um, you are in like a dimly lit bar, there you will feel a different um, energy. And it is not, it is more an energy that creates inertia, lethargy. So that is a different kind of energy. It is more impure compared to the one that you feel in the, in the football stadium. And then further, when you are in a temple of some sort uh, or a meditation hall, the energy that you feel there is very calming. So that is the pure energy. And when we invoke the Sri Gurudev Datta, with that we invoke a particular divine energy, a very high level energy, as you said, then you will feel much different. You don't have to go to a meditation hall. Where you are, the hall gets created for you. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I think that is one of these essential pieces that we don't have to go anywhere, that this is accessible right in the moment and it's right within us. And so to access, yeah, this is, this is so exciting because I think that's one of the things that for me personally, and I know so many people I've spoken with, the pandemic really heightened is that we no longer have to go and seek happiness and all these things outside of us. I think we all have been so programmed and there's been such a program that our happiness, our peace, everything, we have to go get it somewhere. Instead of just cultivating, we just need to be it. Yes, yes. And that uh, we are that storehouse. And um, actually what happens is that as our spiritual energy starts growing, our spiritual level starts growing. Our spiritual level is directly proportional to the spiritual energy that uh, we have amassed in ourselves or gathered in ourselves. And uh, if you think about it, in the afterlife, uh, uh, Stephanie, what uh, we have amassed in terms of a bank balance or educational qualifications or uh, some other achievements like that, they mean nothing. Mm. They mean nothing because you go, that is the purpose of a life. You keep going to higher and higher levels or regions of existence. The earth plane, the physical plane is only one level of existence. There are higher planes and there are lower planes. If you don't have much energy, then you will sink like a rock to a lower plane or you will get stuck. 
in a not a very high plane uh, and if you have energy then you are light like a feather and you keep uh, going up to higher and higher planes of existence and forget about the afterlife in this life itself today itself and now and here how i feel depends on how much spiritual energy i have so when i i do daily spiritual practice of at least a few hours a day and that is where the beauty of chanting god's name comes in because uh, not only do you um, go into a deeper state of meditation quicker and deeper uh, every time you chant um, every time you sit down to chant but you, because it's a mental spiritual practice when you go outside even if you are in public you are doing something physical like you are walking your dog like you said your poodle i remember the poodle and uh, or when you are um, eating when you are driving when you are uh, getting ready for your work or for the day at that time you can keep chanting mentally because it doesn't interfere with your physical activity with a mental activity it is not possible it is not possible to simultaneously do two mental activities that is where the uh, multitasking comes in that you can do a physical activity and a mental activity at the same time that's how you can multitask so uh, many of the things that we do are physical in nature because activities and so because of that chanting can go on almost continuously for many hours throughout the day if you just put your mind to it and if you spend as you do uh, stephanie that if you spend like a couple of hours or at least half an hour one hour every day even in multiple slots like 15 minutes here 30 minutes there 20 minutes here like that even if you sit for chanting like that you get familiar with the spiritual practice and you will find that you are doing it throughout the day and that's when you start realizing that um, or you start experiencing that uh, instead of the environment affecting you you impact the environment positively yes yes and i think that's one of the essential pieces of this as well um and i and it's and since we have seen each other um i've i've had my first film come out you know when sparks ignite and that's the premise is really that you know that your healing matters as each one of us do this healing then we're not just doing it for ourselves we are benefiting truly the whole world because those beautiful you know the the heightened if you will energy from us then radiates out from us and it does it impacts our environment it impacts everyone we come into contact with yes absolutely actually uh, uh, it's very nice how uh, you are doing this uh, meditative uh, practice and uh, how you are feeling how it is in fact uh, impacting even your surroundings even um, your dog Uh, because uh, just because they are not humans doesn't mean they cannot uh, sense in fact uh, animals their sixth sense is uh, much more active than um, that of humans uh, that is what our research our spiritual research at the spiritual science research foundation we are finding because they use it 
and we mostly neglect it because from our childhood, we are not taught to pay attention to our sixth sense. In fact, if we do sense something with our sixth sense, it is dismissed as imagination or hallucination at best. So if we, if we start paying attention to what our senses are telling us, then just to take the example of what happened with in 2004, I don't know if you remember, Stephanie, there was a huge tsunami mm-hmm. and, um, uh, it affected, um, impacted like, uh, I think 14 countries and uh, over a quarter million of uh, lives were lost. And in, in that, what they found, like the Na- National Geographic and other, um, uh, magazines, they came out with this, uh, finding that uh, very few animal carcasses were found in that. And that is because, uh, the animals had already run to higher ground. Because they, they could sense it even before the humans sighted the, uh, the tsunami. The animals had already made it, made their way to safe ground. So that is what, what alerted the animals. They don't have a GIS service where weather service forecast anything like that. So this is what, um, if we had that sense that the animals or, uh, or we use that sense that the animals are using, then how much uh, can be saved in terms of lives, in terms of property, in terms of funds? Yeah, this is this is so amazing that you bring this up. I was actually just talking about this. I oh. I did an inspired living event last weekend with my partner. He and I it was our first time presenting, and one of the stories I shared was that my stepbrother and his wife were in the tsunami. They were in Sri Lanka at the time. And exactly as you're saying, it's so interesting because he spoke about that. They didn't understand what was going on, that the day before the tsunami, all the animals were moving up in the mountains. They just kept going uphill, kept going uphill. And so it was fascinating. And, And again, this is kind of this sixth sense as well, because they listened to their intuition. He and his wife, the morning the tsunami hit, they were deciding, do we go up the hill? Because there were elephants up the hill. They said, we can go up and we can have coffee there or we can have coffee here in the hotel. And something inside of them said, "Mm, we need to go up the hill. And that is what saved their lives. My goodness. This is like a personal account, like, you know? Yes, yes. And and they spoke of that. So, I, I mean, I had the chills as you were saying that because that's exactly what they experienced. And so I know that that is true with my own animals. I mean, they'll sense something and I always pay attention mm. because I know they're more keyed in than we are. And so this is curious to me. And I want to ask you then, how can we grow and be more in touch with that sixth sense? Mm-hmm. So the thing is like, see, because what happens is conditioning is one thing because uh, since our childhood, see up to the age of five or so until like the formal schooling starts, uh, if you notice like children, they have, they use that sixth sense because it's active when we are born, it's active and uh, some children have uh, it more active, some children less so, but 
in general, they will tell some things like, mommy, I can, um, there is something there. Or they may say that I see something. And uh, if people dismiss it, then um, the child also learns to dismiss it. And then you go to school and all you learn, of course, it's important to learn what you learn at school. But besides that, also, there should be a spiritual education. Yeah, and uh, that is that should not be dismissed. Uh, the worst thing we can do for ourselves is that we dismiss it. Yeah. Uh, we should take a holistic approach. That besides the physical, mental, intellectual, we should also pay attention to the spiritual, and that's what will ensure that we have truly well-being or good health. Because even the World Health Organization (WHO) has uh, defined health, uh, included the spiritual dimension in it. And so the thing is that uh, how to grow it is that we have to, just as uh, if you want to uh, do better and better in math, you have to practice. Or you want to do better in language, you have to practice. The same way if you want to do better with your spiritual sense, the sixth sense or the ESP, you have to practice. You have to do daily consistent spiritual practice. Of course, some days are different than others. Not every day you may be able to clock in like a few hours of spiritual practice. But at least if you make the beginning and integrate it in your day, then it will uh, ensure that it happens some days more, some days less. But it happens consistently or regularly. And it's not like a one-off thing. Yes, yes. And and that has been my experience, as I imagine it has been yours as well, yes. as well. <laughs> and so I'm curious also for you, um, are you in touch with that sixth sense? Has that been something that's continued to open up for you as you've done your practice? Absolutely, Stephanie. I, I can tell you one thing that uh, there were so many things as a child that uh, I couldn't quite understand why I was feeling what I was feeling. And they got uh, corroborated or confirmed as I started doing spiritual practice. Like um, I would see um, certain um, paragraphs in my um, books that I was reading as a child, um, uh, like my textbooks, school textbooks, and I would see them in gray. Certain ones I would see in use of um, radiant yellow. And I should not know why it is so. And then as um, I grew up, then I understood that like uh, what I was seeing uh, was actually because of the content. Like as a child, I didn't know that this is negative content or this is positive content. But then as I grew up, understood that, oh, that's what I was feeling. But nobody else seemed to be seeing like that. So I would just keep quiet so that I don't come across like somebody who, of course, as a child, you know, you are um, quite precautious. And so then I was not uh, discussing it with anyone. But when I came to the um, Spiritual Science Research Foundation, I found that um, it really helped me understand uh, what I was feeling as a child and then get in touch with it, with spiritual practice. And then I'm like, I can give you an example. I sense most things with my head. And um, if my head starts feeling heavy, then I can tell that there is uh, heaviness in this um, house or in this uh, room or even if I look at a photo of a room 
and uh, suppose uh, i'm doing some apartment searching or whatever uh, or uh, seekers send me like places uh, venues where they will hold the lectures that we are whole, uh, organizing and then when they send me the photos then just by looking at the photo i can feel that it's a heavy energy and we should not go there this feels light uh, we can go there and then we come to know that like okay the place where there is like um, heavy energy right next to it is a morgue or a cemetery and we we didn't know that yeah. so yeah these are just some practical applications of it yeah but it's it's beautiful it's really being able to sense into those things and like you said everyone has the ability to do this yes absolutely you just have to hone it yes Yes, just owning it. Well, and I want to make sure people really are hearing it's the spiritual center for you have to tell me the name again. Oh, it is uh, the Spiritual Science Research Foundation. Okay. SSRF. Yeah. SSRF. Right. Yes, and that's where people can go to ssrf.org. Yes, to get more information. Yes, absolutely. And there we have over 750 articles on very fascinating topics because we've, our spiritual research findings have been so amazing that once you start reading, you will not be able to um, put the website down, so to speak, like a book. And um, you, you, it makes for very nice reading. Well, and what a lovely addition to a spiritual practice to be able, because don't you find that, Bhavna, that it's like science and spirituality, they're really, they're combining, they're, they're coming together so beautifully and actually reinforcing one another instead of being these opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes, quite. Actually, there is no need for a person who is spiritual for them to deny or dismiss science. Uh, modern science, so to speak, and for modern science to dismiss uh, spiritual um, logic and spiritual systems, because both have a place in our life, and both when when we work together, we come to holistic solutions. So, for example, even the chanting that we do, uh, we get such a help, as you said, like when you're walking your poodle, and uh, you play the chant on your mobile. So without the modern science, we wouldn't have had the mobile to play it on for the dog to hear it. And yeah. then you can continue with your mental spiritual practice and the dog can continue to hear it too. So you see, it's like a, a marriage of both the worlds. It's a nice marriage. It is a nice marriage. I love it. Well, and so let's let's move into this practice so we can share this with the audience so people can really get their own experience of this. Sure, because sure. these are the things that as people are practicing in their own homes, as they listen to this, they're going to start feeling this. And this is the positive, the positiveness that continues to spread then through the world. Yes. So I can play the chant for uh, anyone. Like what I would suggest is how, what we do is I play the chant. So do you want me to share my screen and play it? Or do you want me to play it from my uh, cell phone? Whatever you say, I can do no problem. You okay. You can do it through the, through your cell phone, if you wish. Sure. Sure. And then what we will do first is we will close our eyes. I will just uh, guide everyone through a, 
guided meditation, chanting meditation session. So if you can close your eyes and just observe what you're feeling right now. Anything positive, anything negative at the level of your mind, at the level of your body, level of your thoughts, any pains, any strains, lack of energy. Just observe. Okay, now I will play the chant. And you can focus on the chant with your eyes closed. Datta Sri Gurudeva 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 Datta Okay, keep your eyes closed. And observe how you're feeling. Compared to before we began the chanting meditation. You can open your eyes now and you can share how you're feeling. Wow. 
it's so interesting because we didn't do it for very long, right? That wasn't no, we very did long like for only two minutes. Yes. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I instantly almost felt like this spiral of energy inside of me. That's what I was experiencing. And I couldn't quite tell if my body was moving like that. Yes, it was. It was just this. And then just light. It just feels very, very light. Yeah. And that is just in two minutes. So Stephanie, you can imagine and our, uh, I would like to also, um, you know, uh, share this with our uh, listeners that um, how much more powerful of an experience it will be if we do it for 20 minutes or yeah. 10 minutes. So meditation doesn't necessarily um, mean just the act of meditation. It is actually experiencing the state of meditation and chanting God's name. Uh, this particular chant will help you to get into that meditative state that much quicker, that much deeper. And so is that something that you do? Do you play this chant before you meditate for 20 minutes or do you listen to the chant for 20 minutes? You can do either which way. Uh, initially, as you become familiar, uh, to uh, start becoming familiar with it, you can play it for a few minutes. And then if you wish, you can switch it off and you can just focus on the chant going on in your mind and repeating it. And um, later on, you may find that your focus has shifted to your breath. That is when your meditation is occurring even deeper. But initially, if you play it, it will help you to stay focused because the thoughts will come. And not to worry if thoughts come. Don't expect that you'll be completely concentrated on the chant and there won't be any thoughts. But that's how, as you continue to do this practice, and also if you play the chant, it will purify the surroundings for you. And that way, the thought vibrations from outside, external to you, they will disturb you that much less. Mm -hmm. And then you can uh, see if just uh, focusing on the chant by closing your eyes, keeping your eyes closed and without the chant playing is helping you concentrate better or by playing it and uh, chanting along helps you concentrate better. Yes, I know that when we can listen to something at first. Our, it's like our mind has something to attach to, our busy monkey minds that are constantly yes. thinking. And so, and I think that's an important point you said as well. It's okay. We, we, our minds think, and we just gently bring them back to the chant. We just keep bringing them back and keep bringing them back. And so it's like training, like we would, I, I always say like a frolicking puppy, you know, we're not going to beat the puppy, we yes. teach the puppy how to sit and stay. And the same thing <laughs> is true with our mind. You Absolutely, know, not to beat ourselves Stephanie. up for, for doing what our minds naturally do, but we can teach our minds how to sit and stay. Absolutely. And then the result is so beautiful. Yes, yes. And so, you know, Bhavna, it, as, as we're getting closer here to the end, how can people, number one, get ahead of, get a hold of you? And if they wanted to get in touch with you? How would they do so? 
So on our website, www.ssrf.org, there is a live chat facility. So you just click on the bubble on the live chat facility on the uh, bottom right of the screen and uh, you can ask to um, either um, get in touch with me directly or any of our seekers who are manning the or attending to the live chat facility at that time. And they can ask their questions there. If they would like to uh, speak directly to me, uh, we have every month or so, just here, uh, I think, yeah, just yesterday. Uh, no, not yesterday. Yesterday was Thursday. On Wednesday, we had a, a Zoom uh, discussion uh, in on Zoom, and that was live streamed. So if anyone want, would like to come on those discussions where they would like to talk to us directly, so then uh, they can join us in, on Zoom for our question answer session. So that session is called Your Questions and Guru's Answers. So you can, uh, they can join us on those live streams on our YouTube, which is the Spiritual Science Research Foundation YouTube. So, oh, wonderful. So I want to make sure. On our website, people... we also have the event. Sorry to uh, interrupt no, you. No, yeah. On our website, we also have the events page. So they can sign up for any of our events and they can meet me also if they are in the USA, Canada or in Germany. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so fantastic. And I just want to make sure people got those uh, initials, ssrf.org. And that's the way that you can continue to grow and expand your knowledge if you're new to this or even if you're seasoned. What a beautiful website and way to continue and deepen your practice. Thank we you are so here much, with Stephanie. oh oh Bhavna Shindi. What what a, what a joy being here with her Holiness Bhavna Shindi. Thank you so so much for this time. And as we're wrapping up, Bhavna, what what would you like to leave? What's the essential message you would like to leave the audience with? So that message always um, is the same message from my spiritual master or Gurudev, His Holiness Doctor Jayan Paraji Athavle that um, understand the science, practice it, and experience bliss. Mm, beautiful. To say. Yes. Thank you so much. Such a joy to be with you again. And thank you so much, Stephanie, for taking the time and giving me this opportunity to connect with your listeners. Really appreciate it from me and from the Spiritual Science Research Foundation, all seekers. We offer our gratitude to you. Mm, thank you.